Today what I want to talk to you about, if I were to title this sermon, it would be called The Sounds of Life. The Sounds of Life. Let's pray. God, I just thank you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you've done in my life. And I just ask that you'd use the words that you've given me today, Father, Lord Jesus, to just reach your people in a way where they are. God, we never just want to be informed, but we want to be transformed. And so we ask you right now, God, to change us. If ever we get to a place, God, where we think we've arrived, then we're done, Father. Father, we don't want to be people who go backwards. We want to move forward. We don't want to be people who are stuck in things that you have delivered us from. We want to be people that are truly free indeed. We want to be a people, Father Lord, who is washed by the word of God. Whose word is not just heard but lived in our lives. God, I ask that you would have your way in every life in this room. Father, anoint the word that you put in my mouth, Father, to speak today. We receive from you today. We give you praise today. We give you honor today. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. The sounds of life. How many of you know that your life has a sound? Hallelujah. You're constantly making sounds. Whatever sound you make indicates something. Amen. Amen. Right now you're not making any sound, which is indicating a lot to me. Either you don't want to be here, or you're here and you're still not here. Come on, somebody. We're the people who came to praise God today. Hallelujah. That wasn't good. That wasn't impressive at all. Hallelujah. How many of you came to worship the Lord today? And I know, I know the philosophers have come along and said, There's, some of us are introverts and extroverts and pastor don't do, do that because you don't know who's who. But I just heard a scripture that says, make a joyful quiet. No, no, no. Make a joyful introverted sound. Make a joyful what? I think everybody knows how to make noise. And that noise is on to who? Come on, somebody. If you came to worship the Lord today, come on. Somebody give him praise for who he is. Hallelujah. You know, you make sounds. A lot of people make a lot of sounds. You make sounds when you, when you win. Hallelujah. Come on. When you, when you go to the bank account and, and, and a couple extra zeros just hit. What kind of sound you make? Y'all made more. That section made more sound for them zeros than Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. When you get an extra check in the mail, you make a sound. What sound do y'all make? When the doctor give you bad news, what sound you make? That's the sound I make, amen. Uh, we make sounds in many different ways. 
Our life has a sound. And that sound is constantly telling and indicating what's happening in your life. It's also an indication of what you, you got to help me with this ring. You got to help me. Hallelujah. I'm a musician and this is going to drive me nuts. So turn the monitors off and turn. Give me a handheld, but please, no ring. Hallelujah. Uh, pardon me, y'all. That's just, you know, music world. Amen. And I've been hearing it for like 10 minutes. Amen. I've been sitting there hearing rings. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I was telling y'all something about the Bible. There was something I was preaching today. <laughs> Amen. Uh, sounds in your life. It indicates where you are and it indicates what you believe. Because yes, things will happen in your life. Yes, you will have moments that will make you, you know, be exuberant in tribulation. And it'll have moments that'll put you under. But the sounds that follow those moments indicate what you believe in those moments. Come on, somebody. I feel like preaching right there. I'm reminded of Paul when he went into the prison, flogged. And in the midnight hour, guess what sound he decided to make? He says, Silas, let's praise the Lord. How many of you know that the sound that you make indicates what you believe? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And in moments that are tough, you can, you can tell what a person really believes by the sound they make. Amen. And I want to talk to you today on the sounds of life. Sounds of life. Noah is a very famous person in the Bible. Noah lived in a time where the Bible says in the book of Genesis, imagine from Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 6, God was ready to get rid of men. There's a lot of chapters in the Bible. It go from Genesis all the way to Revelation, but he didn't even reach halfway in Genesis, and he said, they got to go, they got to go. Y'all ain't helping me today. Amen. And when you read Genesis, it says, Genesis chapter 6, it says that the heart of men was only towards doing evil only all the time. They woke up 24-7 evil. They, the Bible says that they thought of ways to do new evil. Come on, somebody. They had inventors of evil. And in that whole generation of people, there was one man who trusted in God and believed in God and stayed close to God. And when God said, when the Bible says God repented that he made man, he decided to allow one man and his family to be alive. That man was Noah. Noah's faith kept him. It wasn't Noah's cars that kept him. It wasn't Noah's wealth that kept him. It wasn't Noah's followers on Facebook or whatever you on. Hallelujah. It wasn't Noah's 
uh, 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 status in life. It wasn't his fame. What kept him was his relationship with God. And what is true for Noah is still true today. What will keep you in life is your relationship with God. And Noah, he found favor with God. God comes to Noah and tells Noah, it's going to rain. Now you must understand that rain is something that never existed. There was no concept of rain. But God said, I'm going to send this thing called rain. And when it rains, it's going to flood the entire world. Now, many skeptics don't believe this story. Many Christians don't believe this story. But I want you to know that's one of the biggest lies of the devil. To first make you think that partially parts of the Bible might not be true. But if parts of the Bible ain't true, you can't trust the book at all. And I believe if God said there was a flood, there was a flood. And the denial of that has caused all these extra scientific explanations to explain things that are in the world. When really, you can look at the fact that there was a flood and the world was vastly different before that. Men lived hundreds of years. So all these billions of years that they got to search for, maybe you could find a lot of answers from Genesis 1 to 6 if you paid attention. Science is still the study of what happened when he spoke in Genesis. Amen. And so, so there was a flood. And, but Noah was building a boat. He was building a huge boat. Three stories. Big boat. Hallelujah. That was going to fit all the animals two by two. All of the kinds of animals on this boat. He finished the boat and he went around preaching righteousness. Telling people it's going to rain. Now, obviously, people didn't have a concept of this, and most people like to use that to say, well, obviously, they never heard of rain, so why is God mad? The people didn't believe because they didn't heard of rain. The people didn't believe because they love evil. Hallelujah. Because we often try to find excuses for the people. You can show people, y'all remember the story when the rich man and Lazarus, when the Bible says Lazarus died, went straight to Abraham's bosom and the rich man went to hell. And every now and then the rich man would poke his head up out of hell and said, can you give me a droplet of water? And he said, I can't, man. There's a chasm that separates us. He says, well, then can you send somebody uh, back to earth to tell my family so that if uh, 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 they see maybe one that rise from the dead, they might believe? And what Abraham answered, he said, even if one rises from the dead, they still won't believe. People don't not believe just because they see something. They don't believe because of where their heart is. Always remember this, that intent is always prior to content. And you can show somebody something factual, but if their heart don't want to believe it, they won't. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching today. I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. Here's the first point I want to make to you about Noah. You will always go in the direction you are headed. That was deep. You will always go in the direction you're headed. It doesn't matter how much I want to go to that door. See how simple that was? It doesn't matter how much I want to go to Barack. 
You will go in the direction you're headed. What are you talking about, Pastor Rich? It doesn't matter how much you dream in this mind. It doesn't matter how much you think in this mind. You got to look at where you're going. And where you're going, if you don't know where you're going, just, just look at the things you do in your life. If you want your health to improve, I want you to know you're not what you dream. You could dream of that health. But you, you where you're going this week, I, I went away to, had the wonderful opportunity. There was a city I wanted to visit. I always wanted to visit. I, I went there years ago prior to Katrina to minister the gospel. And then I went back a couple times. And I wanted to go back specifically because I went to a specific restaurant. Amen. And uh, <laughs> I went to a specific restaurant. And when I was at that restaurant, there was, I don't know what it was, boy, but that was some good food. You know it's terrible when you want to go back to a whole city just for the food. Hallelujah. And I went to New Orleans. And when we, when we, when we went there this, this time around, we took some tours. On one of the tours, and I've seen some things there that really rocked my life. On one of the tours, the bus driver picked us up. And she was talking and showing us all the stuff. She's like, if you look to your right, that's... We're Nicholas Cage. <laughs> well, that's a big joke, amen. Um, his tomb is, and lightning struck it. And if you look to your left, those are the houses where, you know, the hurricanes. She showed us all the push. just showing us stuff. We drove for about half hour, and then she said, uh-oh. We in the back like, what's going on? She said, I'm taking you all to the swamp, and I'm supposed to take you all in the other direction. So she drove a whole half hour, and we all laughing, having a great time in the wrong direction. Now, imagine if in that moment she said, don't worry, guys, I'm just going to think us back in the other direction. She can only go the direction she's headed, and you only become more of what you are becoming. Listen to that. If you want your life to improve, the only way that lady was able to get us to where we wanted to go, she had to turn the bus around. She had to do something. She had to, she had to intervene and literally do something. You are becoming what you are becoming. What does that mean? If you want your finances to improve, if you spend crazy today, you are going to become a poor person. Amen, somebody. If you, if, you, if you are somebody today who, who want to live a pure life, but you allow anything into your eye gates and ear gates, what is a glance becomes a long look. And as a brother always said, it ain't the, it ain't the first look that's lust. It's the second look. So the other brother said, well, I'll take a long first look. See that long first look? Turns into a second and a third. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying in this house. You are. And so, so, so when you play with those things, those things are direction. The minute you get on and you scroll and you see a picture and you stop and you look too long, that's a direction. 
If you don't turn that immediately, you're going to become what you're becoming. And so people become, it's, it's not only in that, in your marriage, if you don't learn how to communicate right, that, that argument that happens in the house becomes normalcy and and then after years you begin to realize I don't like this person and then you be you 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 are headed in the direction you're going if you are not a bible reader you're not going to wake up one day with the joy of the lord and if that lady in that bus kept going further the further away she got it's the longer it takes to get back You are becoming what you're becoming. You see, there's something in life that you got to understand. You have to take personal responsibility for the places you end up. We live in a free time where you can make decisions that affect your life. And when you make those decisions, they're sending you in a direction. Here's what I want to say. The world in Noah's time didn't just happen to wake up and become evil. They became evil because that's the direction they headed. And nobody stopped to say, we're going the wrong way. And I want you to know, the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah... It's going to be the same today. And I want you to know that this world is moving in a direction where we are inventing evils. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. Where you wake up every day and it's like, that's what we doing now? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's where we are. And let me tell you, that's why people go to heaven and people go to hell. The people that go to hell is not because there's just an evil God who's just like, I want to burn people. That's not why. People end up in hell because that's who they're becoming. Be, be, before they got to hell, hell was consumed in them and in their mind. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Look at this. Look at the book of Romans. Jump with me to the book of Romans. Put up Romans chapter 1, I believe, 20, 21, around there. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor what? And let me tell you, when you fail to give God credit for who he is in your life, that's the beginning of you. Because... Learning a gift, thanks, buries pride. And pride is a killer. Pride is, 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 is at, you know, we don't got big and small sins, but if there ever was a, a sin that you can pinpoint that is at the top of the list, it's pride. Pride is the thing that looks around and says, everybody's wrong except me. Pride is the thing right now when I'm preaching this sermon that's got you saying, they really need to hear this, Pastor. I wish the world could hear this. Pride is the thing that says, why ain't you preach a different message today? I don't need to hear this. Pride sees everything in everybody else except in you. 
pride is the reason you excuse your own sin and everybody else is evil. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Pride is why everybody is wrong. Except Pride is why you never apologize. Come on. If you're with somebody who never apologized, make some noise. Hallelujah. Lie is another. Amen. <laughs> he said they knew God, but yet they neither gave him the glory as God. Pride is always fighting for God's spot. I think the easiest way to live is to let God be God and humble yourself. I don't want to be the man in every circle. I don't want to be the one who always knows everything. I don't want to be the one who's... And that's the thing. Some of you say, I don't struggle with pride. A lot of what we've been taught in society is pride. You know why capitalism and, and all these different forms of economy become evil? And, and even if you try socialism, it's because of pride. If a man invents, if we all walk around barefoot and we cutting our foot and the man said, I got an invention, sneakers, and then he put sneakers on all of us and all of us got the same sneaker, one dude will come and be like, mine got to be better. He going to draw something on his. Then the next one said, I got to get better sneakers than that. And he going to draw something next. You know, they're putting check marks and this sign and that sign. And whose sneakers is better? And then next you know, we're spending thousands of dollars on sneakers because when I walk in the building, <laughs> they going to know the day. I got these on. That's pride. You are not your sneakers. You know how many people got nice sneakers but is a cheater? An adulterer? A murderer? A prostitute? Come on, talk to me in this place. You addicted? Can't stop smoking weed? You a weed head with nice sneakers. But weed control you. I told y'all I came to preach today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Pride takes the place of God. I am who I am because of who he is. I could wear some butter sneakers from Guyana and still be anointed. My anointed is not dictated by my clothes. Some of your best preachers with three-piece suits. But ain't anointed, ain't got none. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Glorify God and give him thanks to him. But they're thinking. See, when you start thinking like that and you start believing yourself became futile. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Go on. And although they claim to be, we're in the wisest time ever, right? I had this argument this week with my kids. Shy still arguing me this today. Sevy just think I'm bugged. So I'm walking around New Orleans and I'm seeing all this architecture, right? And I'm like, yo, man, how they built all of this back then in like a year? How they do all of this? And today they don't even make these buildings this nice. So I started, I said, Sevy, I think they had the same technology we had in the 1800s. They probably had phones too. Who said facts? Who's supporting me? <laughs> we bugged together. <laughs> Sebby looked at me and said, man, what, 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 are you, what are you saying? I said, I just think it's buried, yo. They just keep the information. I said, how they built the pyramids and they ain't had a phone? 
See, I'm converting y'all too. I make, they're like, what church is this? Look, look, look. Brother Fred over there like, I'm leaving. That's it. This is my last Sunday. So Sevy looked at me, said, you're bug, dad. I'm out. Shai's like, dad, you really believe that? So I started arguing with him. I got a soul. I got a disciple. About to convert him. Yes, son. Man. So he looked. I was making a point about this stuff right here. The point I'm trying to make is that our advancement in technology, phones and communication and all this stuff we could build and we could do all this stuff, we're the wisest we've ever been. According to Savannah, dad, just Google it. And I'm always, but you don't know who's running Google. You don't even, come on, somebody. Come on, you, I'm from Queens. I doubt everything. Illuminati want my... Come on, somebody. Y'all know the line. Illuminati want my... Stop listening to hip-hop. This is the outcome of years and years of hip-hop. You don't know what's what. Start walking like this. That's why New Yorkers walk like this everywhere we go. Why y'all walk like that? Every city. I'm walking New Orleans like this. But it's bugged because they walk like this too. I'm like, y'all listen to hip-hop too, huh? We live in the wisest time. But the Bible says that true wisdom begins with the fear of God. It's that humility in man that tells him you don't know nothing, son. And the deep mysteries of God belongs to him. They became what? Fools. Imagine, and this is not to offend anybody or to chase anybody away to hurt anybody. We are living in the wisest times, but we can't even say men can't have babies. I knew I'm not going to get no applause. Because all of a sudden now men having babies. Y'all think I'm bugged for thinking it was phone back then, but y'all. And now they play word semantics. No, it's not technically a man. It's a woman who transitioned to a man, and now so she's now a man, so she can have a baby, so a man can. What are we doing, dog? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I'm not trying to knock anybody. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to. But, but we must all now go along with this stuff. Let's read on. 23. And exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Isn't that what you see in music videos and television shows and symbols? All types of animals and birds. And, and we worship the animal and animals are smarter than us. The cow eat grass. They never rolled it and smoked it. (laughs) 
You never see the cow? Yo, dog. What you doing? Move. I get dinner and a show when you come to church. <laughs> you go to cultures all over the world. People worshiping all types of animals. They worship the cre creatures, not the creator. And then they say, no, it's the universe, and one day we will all become one with the universe. First of all, that won't even make sense, because if it's all the universe, aren't we one with it now? And if we do become one with it, is that like we just become stuck on a wall? I'm one with, what, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? So I just, I, I live good just to end up part? What, what is these philosophies teaching us? But they're wise. And we, the Bible says they became fools. And they do this, they gave up God to worship images of God. Everywhere you go, you see statues. Statues of quote-unquote great teachers. People buy them and put them in their house and they feed them. They put milk for them to drink. And then they got to go throw away the milk. Because the statue ain't drinking it, homeboy. It ain't drinking it. It ain't drinking the milk. I'm on fire today. Y'all see what's happening here? But you say, no, that ain't me. I don't worship no statue. You worship images. You see the celebrities and the, wow, look at that stage. Wow. My life is nothing. I have nothing. This ain't life. This is another way of the enemy getting you to glorify images that ain't God. Don't keep your eye on social media. Keep your eye on Jesus. Amen. Wrong picture gets you the wrong perspective. If you don't see the picture from the right angle, you're going to be messed up. They start worshiping all sorts of things and images, and that's what we do today. We lift up. Icons, we call it since these names, icons. Look how they creep stuff under American Idol. We never stop to even think about that name. An idol? And he's American? <laughs> what do you do with an idol? We'll only get offended when they say American God. Can't say God. But then there's rappers who say that. And we address them as that. Rappers who wear the image of Christ. Your head ain't big enough to wear that crown. I say nothing to me. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts.
today is sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Isn't that where we are? God said that's what y'all want to do. Y'all want to become what you're becoming? Then become it. I really enjoyed my time in New Orleans. I am a water person. I was able to go down the bayou. Going down the bayou. I know that's the one Disney movie that has evil, but the rest of them don't. I know we didn't watch that one because that one has. But the other evil is So I was able to see alligators. I even ate gator bites. To my surprise, Sherry ate it and loved it more than me. Even Shy ate alligator. Now that, that right there, that boy don't even eat chicken. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. it. Took us around, we, you know. We had one of the best tour guides kicking that Louisiana accent, and we just enjoying ourselves. Took us around different places. We even got to go on a plantation, two old plantations that was heartbreaking, brought Sherry to tears, brought me to anger, and brought Sevy to say, they were going to have to kill me, dog. <laughs> I wasn't staying there. We felt like we walked into a movie, but to know that people live generations and generations in slavery, it's heartbreaking. Walked into homes. Even told stories that broke our hearts. Then we went to what is called the French Quarter. Right? There's a very famous street there that I've been hearing about all my life called Bourbon Street. Come on, somebody. Don't go to Bourbon Street. And the first thing I was told when I checked into my hotel, I said, what, what, I want to have some fun around here, man, because, you know, I'm in the Big Easy. I want to hear some jazz. And first thing the guy said, do not take your family to Bourbon Street. <laughs> so naturally, <laughs> like every human being, <laughs> I wanted to know what's on. Not Darbon Street, Guyanese. <laughs> Bourbon Street. I didn't go. I drove by. And when I drove by, it was enough. It was blocks and blocks of, uh, let me tell you, I've been to many countries that are party places, but I think they got it. This ain't even Mardi Gras or nothing like that. They just partying. And the one thing I see there that's consistent with New York, consistent with other big cities that I've went to that are, is men just want to be free to do whatever evil and sexual desires with their body. C.S. Lewis said, Everybody has a desire for food. And everybody has a desire to have sex. But when that stuff becomes out of control, nobody sets up 
buildings like this to say today we're going to put a burger on display, y'all. But we display that because there's something wrong with our appetite. It's gone crazy. And all we are is people who want to, to the point now where we don't even have a concept of why God even made sex. I'm going to stay there a little bit. Because now, the enemy's so crafty in bringing everything that God made us to become to the point where we accept this new concept of what a man is supposed to be because nobody ever deals with the fact that we have an out-of-control sexual appetite. And the facts show that by the time a child reaches 11 years old, he would have been exposed to pornography. And in pornography, anything goes. And so you got a group of people in the world that are behind closed doors watching stuff. Addicted to stuff. It's all in their mind. It's what they do. It's what they breathe. And this is not a man issue. And so when they watch it. And when I say man, I know it's a sin issue, but what I mean is we used to think that only men are watching pornography. I have found out that women are consuming pornography on a heavy level. Come on, somebody. And they watch, we watch, we watch, we consume it so much. And we see the abnormalities that when it hits the big screen, it really ain't that abnormal to us. Because we watch it so much. And you only become what you're becoming. So when you hear truth, truth seems so odd. It's bigotry and hate speech. And we have now normalized evil, and you get a world in Genesis 6, where the man, you would think Noah, is the worst preacher that ever lived. Because he preached for hundreds of years, and he ain't get one convert. Because the problem is not the seed. The problem is the soil. Let me tell you young people something. My son makes me laugh all the time because he always, Sevy always says, Dad, you see all these people? He said, they're your age. I'd be arguing like, no, they're not. They're young like you. He said, Dad, show me one 20-year-old out here on Bourbon Street. Bro, it'd be nothing but trying to live their life. Mad old school music. <laughs> Electric sliding, drunk as ever. I'm like, what's going on? I don't, I'm not admitting you're right. I'm just saying I do see a lot of them. A lot of broken people. 
Therefore, God gave them over to their sinful desires, their hearts, to sexual impurity and degrading their bodies with one another. Go on. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever. Wait a minute. If they're not praising him, who's he don't. He's forever praised. This is not to down people. This is not to say those that are partying and in revelry and all of that are just evil, bad people. I'm saying, number one, we got to be like Noah. We got to go out there and preach. The one thing that was in the middle of all of this, just like here in New York, is a church. But the church has become a place where people come in and can just view it. I'm walking around this historical temple that they claim is the oldest active temple. I said, but do y'all know where y'all are at? And the only true preacher I saw was a man in a wheelchair outside. No legs. Just saying, if you really want to know God, you got to know his spirit. And if you want your family to change, start praising God. Start, you remember that shit? And I started preaching it where I was walking around the old city like, you want your family to change? Praise God. You want your... But the church was ineffective. I'm not downing anybody because we were all like this. We were all like this. We were all hooked on this. Some of us are still struggling with some of this. But God, but God, I'm the same God who pulled us out. I'm so passionate about him that I believe he is able. My heart breaks when I see men and women don't know that there's something better that can fix that desire for life. But if you keep going in that direction, you'll become what you're becoming. I need something that can... See, I'm not into trying to change the world. I'm into changing people, giving them a change from the world. Because this world is headed where it's headed, but... If you want to change from the world, if you want to change something that can really fix that anxiety, something that can really heal that broken heart, something that can really break that stronghold of pornography, something that can really help your mind state, his name is Jesus. His name is still Jesus. And he died. He died. He bled. When he hung on that cross, he saw people all the way from New York City and Manhattan to the lowest parts of this city. City and he bled for them. He saw people in the ghettos. He saw those in the rich upper echelon doing lines of cocaine on their table. He saw actors and actresses who were famous but empty and he died for them. He died for people with money. Without, he died for people all the way from California, in Hollywood, in LA. He died for everybody that works in the media. He died. He shed blood from people from Europe to Africa to Asia to South America all the way down even to that street I was able to believe that God is able to save men the problem is still the same is that we got the abundance of hurt people but the laborers are few the laborers are few the labor Noah was the only one preaching righteousness here's the next point Noah's life had a sound When you passed by Noah, you heard 
this didn't go on for one week. Every time skeptics and everybody walked past Noah's house, they saw wood being lugged and they heard when you drop wood, the sound wood makes clang, 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 clang. Hey, son, bring me that hammer. Pull! Pull! You heard sound. Because he was building something with his life. He wasn't just building what society told him to build at the time. He had an architect who designed it. And he heard a different... Oh gosh. He heard a plan that there's going to be a storm. But if you build an ark... People can come in and be safe. And he was building and hammering. And every day, the sounds of Noah's life went forth. And every time you heard a hammer, every time you heard the wood drop, every time you heard Noah scream, make no mistakes about it. What that was saying to everybody that heard it, was, I believe God. I see what everybody else is into, but I believe God. Noah, it's been a whole year. Pull! I believe God. It's been Five years, Noah. I. Some of us don't even make it past five years. Some of us can't even make it past ten. We start complaining and arguing and bitter. And we like the worst Christians that ever. But Noah still saying, come on, y'all. This time when I finish this boat, that you could be part of it. Noah, why are you building something with something that don't even. Because I believe God, I, for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40, 100 plus years, and then the boat was finished. Door so big that he couldn't close it. And then all of a sudden, animals one day started walking. Towards even the animals. The church showed up. Creation groans. Y'all ain't understand what I'm saying. Not even men responded. But the animals respond to God. And begun to come one by one. The lion and whatever animals, bears and Elephants and even a little roach. <laughs> I walked in the ark. And even at that time, men could have said, I'm going to follow God. But instead, their heart was so darkened. 
Now we out here, dog. We out here, dog. Noah. Let's graffiti his boat. We out here, dog. It's lit. It's look. Oh, look at the crowd. I'm sure there was a joke that said, how you going to close the door? <laughs> he ain't got no hand. That door so big. Look, them animals going to kill him. And while they're watching, the Bible says, God. You see, God is a joke because he don't punish sin as fast as he should. And the wrath don't come. As soon as we sin. So we think he's a joke. Just like any child who hear their parents say, do that again, I'll beat your boy. And the kid is like, he ain't beat me. And they do it again. Come on, Stacy. We know it. Like Silas, was, Silas was, was my good boy. That was the boy who gave me hope. That chap don't listen no more at all. <laughs> Silas got himself one of these little fake dagger. And the other day I'm walking with him. I said, Silas, you got to walk up and keep up with me. He upped the dagger <laughs> and proceeded to thrust to my stuff. I said, you killing me, bro? <laughs> he said, I don't like what you're saying, dad. I was making a point. You don't even know, right? I do this to myself. That's right. You tell that kid, stop. So I tell Silas, Silas, don't stab me. Like sometimes I just become different, like spiritual, physical, all the same. Like, don't stop me. You just do this again. And Silas saw me laughing off to the side. So he figured I'm going to stab him again later on. <laughs> and then it started hurting because he was punching with us. And because my wrath didn't come down right away, he ain't think the wrath was coming. I ain't really hitting him with the wrath either. <laughs> He's still stabbing me today. <laughs> I'm telling you this, one day he's going to stab and it's going to be a wrong name and be like, listen, little boy. <laughs> Any parents who got kids know what I'm saying. After a while, you say, I warned you. And because God is slow, we like kids, we take advantage. I can keep doing this. But here's the problem. Is that you become what you're becoming. And the more you do that, the reason why a parent, when you make a threat to a child, you should act on it right away, is because if the child senses, I can get away and do this, they'll keep doing it. Then after a while, that becomes their character. This little boy last night, I said, Silas, it's time to sleep. We, I got to preach in the morning. Put him on the bed to sleep. And I'm there finishing my sermon and stuff. Sherry comes. She says, where's Silas? I said, he on the bed. I look around, Silas, where's Silas? He in a corner. 
So I finally find him. I said, what are you doing there? You're supposed to be sleeping. He said, I was trying to get some water. <laughs> so I said, and what were you going to do? He said, I was going to sneak past you. In my mind, I'm like, I want to see how this is going to play. I shouldn't have caught him. So I have to tell him, go back on the bed. You can't do that. You can't disobey. You got to talk to me. You got to ask because if I, because then sneaking for water becomes sneaking and sneaking and sneaking and sneaking. And as long as I can sneak and there's no punishment, that's who I become. And next, Silas becomes a sneaker. Savannah, support me. You are becoming what you're becoming, a hater. And that's how you end up in a world with all of that. Let me say this to you before I close. Boy, this is rough to preach. I promise you I leave this stage and I say, God, I ain't trying to be like Noah, Noah. Your belief or unbelief does not make a thing truth. Whether the people believed it or the crowds believed it, it didn't make the fact that God was going to move true or untrue. Many of us think that. Many of us have been taught that in faith churches. We've been taught that it's your faith. And, and our concept of that is... If I, if I keep saying it and believing it and saying it and believing it, it's going to... You cannot speak something into existence in the sense of creation. Your words create worlds in your mind, but you can't. If God has determined something for you, it's better you find out if that's what he determined than you keep waiting for it. If God say that dude that you want to get with ain't for you, stop praying for somebody with husband. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Your belief and your unbelief is not making the thing true. The thing is truth before you believe it or not. Your belief will guide what you do, but it don't. It, you could be doing the wrong thing based on your belief. Your belief doesn't make it true, but I believe this all my life. This got to be true. You believe the lie all your life. Truth is truth. Y'all hear that? Here's my third point. Think for yourself. Don't follow the crowd. Think for yourself. Don't just say what everybody is telling you to say. You know you can influence people's thoughts. If I, if I put this water up here and I said to you, this is just water, to use just water, but if I told you this water right here has arsenic. As much as you might not believe that, everybody knows there's the arsenic water now, right? And you could never not unsee it. 
That's why gossiping is so dangerous because a thing might not be true. And when you say it about the person, it's stuck on the person. And we don't only do that for each other. We think gossiping is just in the church. We do that in the world. We do that. We do that with people. We do that. We live in a society that does that with people's lives. We, we watch media every day that comments on people's lives. Stuff they don't even have to fact check, but guess who they fact check? You don't believe me? Go right now and just type vaccine on your social media. Just say, I am spelling vaccine. <laughs> fact check for true information on What's that telling you? You are in an era where you better start thinking for yourself. Get all the facts for yourself on everything and make a decision based on the word of God. Amen. And last but not least, Noah's life had a sound. What are the sounds that your life is making and indicating? When people see you and hear you and see what you build and they hear what's coming from your life, is everything you do saying, I believe God? Or is it something so far from that? Your life has a sound, and people hear it. You know, and some people are hearing from your life, wow, success. That's not bad. Some people are hearing, wow, he's a helpful person. That's not bad. Some people are hearing, wow, talented. Wow, gifted. But you know what they ought to hear? They ought to hear. My life has been transformed by a God who I believe. Who is not only the goal of what I'm trying to become. He's the author and he's going to be the finisher of my faith. He's my creator. He knows who I am. He knows everything about me. He knows the intricacies. He knows the in and outs. I landed in New Orleans. I said, God. When I landed there, my wife said, you know, we don't need to get a car in this city, they say. I said, now you, t now, now you tell me, after we done rented a car. So, I remember I preached a message a couple weeks ago, it said, pray about everything. So I said, God, I don't even know why I'm praying about this. I probably am praying about it because I'm so cheap. Nevertheless, my cheapness has led me to pray. Why you got me at this car rental? 
there was nobody in there but one man sitting at the counter. I went up to him. I said, my man, I'm here to get a car. We started talking. And I started like being extra Christian. Like, you know, the Lord got us here and I'm just here to see the city and I was here years ago to minister the gospel. Now I'm back just to enjoy the city. And he said, oh, you're a minister, huh? How many people in your church? He said, I got about a thousand. <laughs> Why y'all laugh? I told him I got about 10. <laughs> half online <laughs> Brock that was kind of a loud laugh bro you don't never laugh so when you laugh I hear it Amen. you don't intimidate me dog Amen. <laughs> I said I got about a hundred people in the church he said yeah he kept talking he said the city's small I said yeah just here to enjoy it learn some history educate ourselves a little bit on America and go back home he said I got a radio program I said a radio program he said yeah I'm a pastor of a church down here he went this far he said I could look you up I said yeah I gave him my information he said my church is over at such and such I want you to come see it drive by he said you want to preach this Sunday I said yeah, nice. No, I said, well, I'm not scheduled to stay. And we exchanged numbers. Leaving, coming back, Sherry said, here's the number for the pastor. Because in my mind, I started praying. I said, God, I brought me to this city. And then when I was leaving, the Lord brought that number back. I believe that when you see something and your heart beats for it, God gives you a way to do something about it. The sound from my life told that man, I believe God. The sound from that man's life told me that in the middle of the city he's in, I believe God too. I don't know what God has in store, but I just love how God works. When that sound from your life goes forth, he connects, does things in your life, not for the purposes of you to become rich and all this other stuff that we've made it, but so that you could go into the world and tell people that there's a God that when the storm hits, you can have an ark that you can go into and be safe in his name. Is Jesus hallelujah somebody I beg you church please let the sound of the Redeemer be the loudest in your life louder than all the things you've ever accomplished be like Paul I count it all worthless for the glory of the Lord let the sound of your life, let every place you go, let every platform you ever step on, let everything he does in your life be towards building an ark. What is this ark I'm building? Not a boat, 
building the kingdom, letting men and women know the doors are still open. The doors are still open. You don't have to become what you're becoming. You can turn the bus around. But it takes a sound from your life. Paul says, how can they be saved unless they hear? And how can they hear unless a preacher be sent? Where are the voices that'll say, I was put here for a different reason? I know I am. God, may everything we do, come on church. Let the sounds of our life, let in the bad moments, let a praise come from us. In the good moments, let humility come from us. God, Lord Jesus, in every season, let whatever sound we let go indicate to the listeners, I believe God. I believe God. I am a worshiper of God. I am someone who loves God. I am someone who declares that he's good over my life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Oh, gosh, in this house right now, God, I pray that a sound would arise. Not a sound of defeat, but a sound of worship. Not a silent sound, not just a thoughtful sound, but a sound from the fruit of our lips that says, no matter what's happening in my life, I believe God. And you're going to know it from the way I praise. Come on, where the worshipers at in this house? I'm sorry if you're ready to go. I'm sorry if you're ready to run out of here. But I just want to give a minute for those who got a sound, they got a release that says in the middle of what I'm going through, I still believe God. This is your moment. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God. Release a sound in this house. Those who've been given second and third and fourth chances. Those who know you barely made it in the door. It was grace that led you in the door. That the door could have been closed on you. But he kept it open for you. Come on, hallelujah. I believe God. Where you at in this house? Where you at? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God, I pray that you would break stuff off of people. God, take, I pray the devil would take his hands off of our young and old people in this room. God, that everything, God, they've been filling themselves up with, that's not of you. That's not who they're going to become. They're going to become children of God, people of God, called to show forth this praise. Classy people, people with dignity, people with morals, people, God, whose hands is all over their life, people who God comes in love, people, God, who God, Lord Jesus, we don't judge, we preach grace. People, God, who says there is a better way, but people, God, who will not bow or bend to any other God but Jehovah. I pray, God, that the devil won't have them. Listen to me, men. Listen to me, men. That scripture said, God said, Noah, you and your family. We love scriptures in the Bible that say a lot of things about fatherhood. Let me tell you, you can leave a lot of things for your kids. 
And I, I plan to leave a lot of things for my kids. But I don't really care about the stuff I leave for my kids because they're smart enough to get their own. What I want to leave for my kids is a sound. And if your kids, men, don't know the Lord, don't give up and don't sleep on that area. You fight. You pray for them. That's the area you got to go after so that the Lord will say you and your family. You and your family. Not just you in the ark, men. Too many men are settled for them being in the ark. God don't only want you. Oh my gosh, who am I talking to in this house? Who am I talking to in this house? Somebody ought to release a praise and a shout unto God. Oh God, hallelujah. 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 just pray for your spirit to be poured out on this world God would you show us your glory again God revive men and women God God make us hungry for you again God God make us hungry for you again God God we don't have all the answers but you do more somebody God over our families over our nation over our country over our cities over our brothers and sisters over the lost we are hungry for you we rebuke all these lying demons that want to control our minds all these principalities and powers that are behind a lot of stuff God 
that are God causing division and causing Lord Jesus depression and causing hate and causing and forcing men and women God systems that have been set up that reject people we pray for veterans all over this nation that are homeless right now living in tents God under oh God oh God living under tents God in cities all over this nation we pray for the brokenhearted, God, today. We pray for young ladies who don't know better, God, that are going from bed to bed. We pray for young men, God. We pray for this death culture, God. We pray for it, God. And I pray that the church of Jesus Christ would stop playing games. I pray that the young people in the church, the adults in the church would stop dancing with sin as though it's cool, God. And we would have a sound. And we would have a sound, God. A voice that's different. Come on, somebody. I pray for the powers that be. I pray against all the evil in the political system. I pray for the lies they continuously, God, Lord Jesus, spew. I pray for preachers everywhere that they won't be scared to preach. They won't be scared to speak. I pray, God, that you would touch the tongue of people, God, that are called to preach. I pray that you would have your way. God, every time we're quiet, we see it. We see it in our cartoons. We see it in our TV shows. We see the messages. We're not blind. We're not mad at people. But we see you, Satan. And we're not ignorant of your devices. You're trying to change the image of man. You're trying to destroy men. But God is a redeemer. Have your way. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, lift your hands. Father, I just pray that you would have your way. Have your way. Touch your people. May they answer your call. I know we're all going through something, God. There's a sound in the middle of what we're going through. And I pray that you touch your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. Amen. That was a wonderful, wonderful message. Amen. Amen. Something that we just fed ourselves with and this week is going to be a victorious week amen when you walk out those doors don't let the enemy steal it from you that was your message from God to you amen planted on good soil in Jesus name amen amen well at this time we will collect the tithes and offering and if you would like to give we say old school style but I'm old school so if you're in the building and you want to give uh, 
with an envelope. One of the ushers, just raise your hands. And we have wonderful ushers in here. They will give you an envelope and then they will collect it. But for those online or even in here who, who wants to give um, digitally, you can give um, through Zelle at churchcityusa at gmail.com, online at www.churchcityusa.com or cash app dollar sign church cd usa either one of those ways you can give into the church uh, be a blessing to this body amen you have received you give and then the word gets to go forward amen we are the people of god i remember sometimes in my um, new believers class i have this time that i teach them about tithes and offering and I said to them I said you know when I look at my bank account and I see how many things I pay for for some of us we pay for Netflix or Hulu or whatever and they automatically get their money for me audible gets all my money right how many of you have audible in here $14.95 a month is a lot right they get it first time in the month and for us, we go through all our bills and all the stuff that we want. And then sometimes when it comes to the work of the Lord, we say we're going to get to it. But the people of God, that should always be first. You know, I thought about me supporting all these places like Netflix and McDonald's and Golden Crust and all these companies. And I said, you know, sometimes when we want to do big, big things, you know, everyone says, go and get sponsors, go and get sponsors. But you realize that when you go to these organizations and they hear that you are a Bible teaching church, do you think they want to give in to these organizations? Most of them don't. Because the world that we live in, they want to silence Jesus at this point. So who are the ones who are going to get this word forth? It is going to be us, the kingdom. So we as believers must make sure that giving to God is a priority. It's not a gimmick because God is looking at you like, what are you giving? It's not making you feel obligated. But we know that we know what Jesus did on that cross for us. He loved us so much that he sent his son. Amen. When you love someone and you see how much love they give, it's not about obligation, but it's about love. Because we know the change that God made in us. When you give into this ground, we can open up this building. We can build more to bring souls into this church, souls into the kingdom. Pastor Rich spoke about when we went to New Orleans. Well, it's not New Orleans because we got corrected so many times. Yes, it's N-U-A-W-L-I-N-S, New Orleans. That's how you say New Orleans. And we went there and you see the same thing we're seeing here, a lot of homelessness. The places are kind of dirty, like you've been to the city lately? It doesn't look the same, right? There's so many things that is going on. And when you're driving and you're seeing people, their houses are tents. When we make home uh, packages, care packages, why? Because we want to get out there and we want to give to people whose houses are outside. We want to tell them, come in here. There's a God who loves you regardless of your situation. 
And when you give, we're allowed to do more. So be a blessing as you give. Amen? Amen. So I just want to pray over whatever it is that you give, and then I'm going to get you out of here. Amen? Uh, Father, I thank you for everyone who has given right now. Father, I pray that you would bless them because, God, I know and your word says that you see and you reward. Father, we just don't give because you reward us, but we give because we love you. We give because we know that pulling our funds together will get your word out even more. Bless your people, God. Keep them safe. Keep families together, Father God. This word that was set forth, Father, let it just take root in their lives, God. And you will bless them in every area, in their finances, in their families, at their jobs, at their schools, their children every area God we know that you just don't want to be the God of one area but you want to be the God of every area God and we give you glory and we thank you for all these faithful people friends and family of church city that has given bless them in the name of Jesus I ask and all God people say amen amen well, I thank you all for being here at Church City. I pray that you will come and join us on Tuesday and also back here on Sunday. Have a blessed day. And I guess I'm going to have to pray you out again, right? It just feels weird to not pray you out again. So I'm just going to ask you to stand, and I promise it will be a quick, quick prayer, and then you can go and eat because that's what church folks do after Sunday, right? You figure out what you're going to eat. For families, you're going to be fighting in the car, trying to figure out who's having what. But I pray that you would have a blessed day. Uh, Father, I thank you once again for us fellowshipping together. I pray that you would continue to guide and protect your people. I pray that this week would be victorious, God. I pray your hands of protection, that you would build a hedge around your people. You would fill them in with boldness God this week that they would speak about the goodness of you father we pray this week that our the sounds of our life will be sent forth to our neighbors to our colleagues in our jobs in our schools wherever we are God let us remember let us meditate on this word thank you once again for pastor rich we pray that you will continue to bless him and fill him with boldness for you because it's not easy God what he does father I pray that you continue to set him apart God I pray that those words those hard words that he brings here on this pulpit you would continue to fill him with boldness in Jesus name I pray amen amen in the midst of crisis